What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. My favorite author is a gentleman named Robert Green, and he wrote the Mastery series. He wrote The Art of Seduction. He, he His words are ones that I feel were written just for me when I read them. And so anytime that I so happen to stumble across interviews that he does, I, I like to pause, and if I don't have time, then I'll save them and I'll, I'll watch them later. And I had remembered a concept that he had spoken about in his mastery book that I had forgotten about. And he was talking about what we can learn from children. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit here today. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, we don't have children, Clint and I. We've been children. We've been around children. (laughs) And I think that by by just pausing and remembering what it was like to be a child, a lot of what we're about to discuss, I think, will will come to fruition and allow us to better be able to understand and to maybe reach back into places that we haven't visited in terms of our mindset in a really long time. And so in this interview that I had listened to from Robert Green, he was talking about how children are able to learn in ways that adults just can't because children don't think that they're superior and I'm like, wow, that is that is so profound because when I was a kid, I thought the opposite, right? I was very inferior in terms of my elders. I was very inferior in terms of authority. I had a great deal of respect for my parents and my teachers and the law and anybody who was older than me or more advanced than me, even somebody who was a peer who I believed to be smarter than me. I was never... I was never too good to take in anything that was being shared with me. And when we're kids, we're incredibly pliable, right? And what Robert shares is that we have to be that way when we're a kid or we will literally die. Our goal in life when we're a child is to absorb the world, to take everything in and to be able to learn as much as we can in order for us to live. Otherwise, we will die. And the truth is that if we're being taught or if we're trying to emulate how to pick up a utensil and put food on it and then place that into our mouths, or if we're emulating the the mere action of chewing on our food, these are things that we are learning and being taught. It's being programmed into us that if we didn't know how to do that, if we didn't know how to chew our food, then without the means of medical intervention, we would literally die. And Something happens. I think for me, it was probably around the time when social influence played a big part in my life, in my early teens, I would say, when I started to kind of experience more about other people's personalities and the way that that they too were influenced. I, I mean, something coming up for me right now is those stupid binders in like the seventh and eighth grade where you would have to put like the coolest pictures inside of that binder to be cool, right? Like how stupid is that? And then it turned into MySpace, which I never had a MySpace, but from what I gathered, it was essentially like the electronic version of that 
that junior high binder where you would have like a wall and our wall when we were in seventh and eighth grade was that binder and you would be cool if you went to the mall and you took pictures with your friends and then you put those on binders and you bought 20 of these little pictures and you handed them out to your friends so the other friends that also had those pictures on their binder they were cool and there was so much social influence at that age I think that's when I started to grow out of the the wonder-like childhood that I had for so many years. You know, I I really, I think at that same age group, I would say, you know, that pubescent between the ages of 12, 11 to 13 is when that shift starts happening because then you start implementing ego into the 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 what's the word I'm looking for the into place into place and and as time goes on your ego grows more and more and before that point you never have any ego associated to you like you don't think of an ego whatsoever but ego is can be a good thing as well but it's through those those time frames growing up you, you don't have any ego as to who, who is good or who knows more, who doesn't, and you know everything. And then you really look into the high school years of you know everything and you know, you, you think you know the world is, it revolves around you on so many levels and you, you surround yourself with that. And, and it's funny you talk about the binders and it's like almost a trading card game and you see someone else's binder and, Oh yeah, I know these people. And it kind of just progresses from there. And over time, if then, or you don't see your picture on your friend's binder that, you know, you gave to them, then it turns into a whole other thing. And, and I think that's what starts feeding the ego more and more. And we progressively shut ourselves off from absorbing more information on so many levels because we're not, open to learning as much anymore. Jordan Peterson talks about the fact that we base our sanity on the people around us. Meaning that when you're a child or as you're, you're raised in the home that you're raised in, when you start to do things that are out of line, we rely on our folks and the people around us who are older than us to correct our behavior. And if we don't have that, and you know, Clint, as an officer, you've seen this so much and even if you you remember back to the different homes that you visited when you were younger, we've seen this where you have people who were not taught that corrective behavior. And I think that's so true that we base our sanity on the people around us because without that level of 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 putting us on the right path and telling us what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and what is correct and not correct and right and wrong without that, then we, we will be left to our own minds. And when we're caught up in our own minds, we have no, no sense of auto correction because we base all of that on everything external. So that's how we have laws. That's why we have laws in place and why it's so upsetting, especially in these last few years to see how crazy the world has become where you can go to a target and steal less than a thousand dollars worth of stuff and get off scot-free and then go down the street and do it to Walgreens and get off scot-free again. Like it's, it's crazy to me because you, you're creating insanity when you allow that type of behavior to take place because you're not correcting it. 
there's no repercussions for bad actions anymore. And, and it's sad to see. And, and you see that on so many levels. I see it in, as an officer level too, is, is there's officers who are just so young and, and everyone needs so, so many bodies now that we're, you almost, they almost loosen the restrictions on who they're going to hire and who they're not going to hire. And you, there's so many guys and I'm not trying to knock them in this way, but they still live at home with their parents and their mom makes them their lunch every day. And, and if that were to stop all of a sudden they would be lost. And these are people who are making these decisions and in, in other people's lives. My kid brother, I would say was much more nurtured than the rest of us kids. And he's 32 years old and he still struggles with, calling doctors to make appointments for his own son. And it's because he had always relied and he had, he had an opportunity to take advantage of my mom much longer in his life than any of us kids who were expected to do those things on our own. He was the unexpected baby. He was the baby. He's the only blue eyed boy. And, you know, there are all these, these components that factored into that, but it was really harmful it is really harmful to him later on in life. And we don't realize that it is so important for us to realize what we take on when we allow ourselves to be placed in an adolescent mind and to have that wonder and that curiosity and how there are too few times in our adult lives where we take that on. And it's very difficult to set aside the ego and it's very difficult for us to tell ourselves that even if we know something about this topic, I'm going to pretend like I know nothing at all. I have found that a good tool for this and something that I have done many, many times in recent years is when there's a topic that I am familiar with, but I'm not 100%, you know, well-educated in. If somebody says, Ashley, do you know what this is? I will say, kind of, but can you talk to me and present it in a way like I don't know anything about it at all? And the reason that I do that is because the way that somebody is going to teach it to me is going to be incredibly different than the way another person is going to teach it to me, or maybe incredibly different than another way that I've learned it. And so that's a great tool, I think, for us to all be able to use. Like, I kind of know about it, but can you tell me in a way that you think I don't know anything about it at all? And one technique for teaching and to be a good leader is for us to be able to talk to somebody and to teach somebody, not in a condescending way, but to be able to explain a certain topic in a way that a five-year-old could understand it. And by understanding those two aspects, I think that it's a way that we can get back to that wonder of being a child and to allow ourselves to better be able to soak in things as an adult. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.